0: This is the Real Estate Investing Abundance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Allen. I just want to take a moment to introduce you to our company, Steed Tucker Capital. Steed Tucker Capital is a real estate investment firm. If you'd like to learn more about real estate investing, head over to our website, steedtucker.com. And while you're there, take a moment to get your one page guide to the 10 steps to Passive Real Estate Investing. Downloading this PDF will also enroll you in our Enlightened Investor Circle, and by enrolling in the Enlightened Investor Circle, you'll be the first to know about any new investment opportunities that we are getting involved with. Look forward to hearing from you. Enjoy today's show. Hello enlightened investors. Welcome back to Real Estate Investing Abundance. I'm your host, Dr. Allen, and it's a pleasure to be back with you again today. And we're going to take a look, an in-depth look at how it is that we can make millions flipping land. John Jasniak is a land investor and entrepreneur who has bought and sold over 7,000 acres of land through over 700 dills creating a million dollar land company from scratch. John teaches others how to buy and sell land. And most recently, he bought a small town in West Texas. So John, take us into the show and share a memorable experience that helped you to be who you are today.
1: Well, first off, Alan, thank you so much for having me. Excited to talk about my world of land flipping here and how I've been able to do it and teach others how to do it and hopefully give some value to the to the audience. So kind of the first memory for me, I think that pops into mind is uh, my first land expedition, I'll call it, which was Out in West Texas, the county of Hudspeth, Hudspeth County, which is just east of El Paso, and most people think of it probably as the desert. You're going to go out there, you're going to see nothing but flat with a little bit of rolling hills, mesquite, brushes. Basically nothing, dust blowing, everything you can imagine of the Texas desert, not many people around. And my first deal was in the Gunsight Ranch, which was a 53 acre piece out in Hudspeth County. And that was really the first time I got out and saw a piece of land that I had purchased in person. I remember going out there in my Jeep, off-roading, getting to the piece where there was very little to no road access and you know trying to get photos of this thing so that I could sell it online to my customers. And lo and behold, I was able to sell it and basically double my money. And that was when I really realized that there was some potential to this land business and really got things kicked off, I would say. And I kind of, you know, did more deals slowly but surely, snowballed from there and was able to now grow a multi, multi-million dollar. Uh, land business, so it's kind of interesting. I was looking at some of those photos the the other day, me and the Gunsight Ranch, and just beautiful skies, nothing but clear air and nobody around. So, well, that
0: is very interesting. That I am interested to know how in the world that you thought that you could sell a piece of land east of El Paso, uh, Texas, out there in the some of the most desolate uh, country in the United States. Whatever made you think you could sell a piece of property there?
1: Yeah, well, I saw some of it selling online, and that's you know one thing that we talk about in the business is getting your comparables, seeing what's listed out there. and this is a deal that I actually found online. A guy was selling it for what I thought was a great price. Uh, he was actually located in Florida. And mm-hmm. so I remember being in my office. I used to be a an engineer. And I'm sitting in my office and I'm trying to, you know, find my first land deal. And I find this 53 acre piece online for 10,000 bucks and calling this guy up in Florida and kind of negotiating back and forth and ended up buying it for $8,500. And what was really good about this piece is it was already split into five separate tracks of about 10.6 acres. And so I was able to sell smaller tracks a lot easier. I saw a lot of it posted online. It seemed to be moving. And I thought, you know, I'm getting this at such a great price who isn't going to want to own a piece of land get away from the city use it for you know shooting camping seeing the stars etc which is let's be honest that's really all that land is good for it's middle of nowhere you're not going to get power you're not going to get water and so you know i ended up buying it for like 150 dollars per acre which believe it or not you can still find land that cheap in some parts of the world today and ended up selling it for you know call it 300 dollars per acre. And so when you're talking about prices that cheap, pretty much anyone can afford it. So it's pretty hard, if I'm being honest, not to sell it. Now, it was a little bit scary, obviously, because it was my first deal. But, you know, I was fortunate enough, I guess, to have sort of a bankroll and capital behind me, making a decent salary as an engineer where I really thought the risk was extremely minimal. I go in there and, you know, buy it and turn around and flip it for double my money. Yeah. You said this is the first time you have had ever looked at a piece of property where did you live in the vicinity or did you did you travel out there to see Yeah, this? that's a, that's a great question. At the time I was living in Midland, Texas, doing oil field engineering work. And so I was about five hours away. Oh. And, you know, believe it or not, a lot of people actually do this business and buy and sell land site unseen. So it's for the guy in Florida, for instance, it's not unheard of for him to send out some direct mail, scoop up a 53 acre piece in the middle of nowhere, Texas. He's obviously not going to fly out from Florida to see it. And he sells it to someone else like myself online. And so a lot of people are doing this all across the country in different areas, buying sight unseen, selling sight unseen. They'll run someone out there to get some photos or they will just do Google earth screenshots and sell it. And so, you know, it was a five-hour trip for me. And to me, it was just an adventure. I wanted to go out and and see it. And getting photos of the land yourself is definitely going to help you sell it. And uh, it really helped me get boots on the ground in the area. And when you do that, I feel like you learn a lot about the land. You get to know the roads. You get to know the county. You get to know the people, you know, all those sorts of things. So there's definitely value to seeing your land, although a lot of people never see their land, and they buy and sell it sight unseen. Well, John, you started, I guess, with $8,500, at least for your first
0: purchase. But how much capital do you consider that a person actually really needs not just to buy their first piece of property, but to actually get started in the land flipping business?
1: Well, I tell people five to ten K I think is a good starting point. I'm always a proponent of starting small. Believe it or not, like I said, you can still find land a hundred to five hundred dollars per acre. You can find pieces out there in, in different parts of the world, like your northern Arizonas, your West Texas, your certain spots in Florida, Colorado where you can buy an acre or two acres for a thousand, two thousand, three thousand bucks. So, you know, you can do it for less than five K. I guess technically you can get started for zero and you can start wholesaling and assigning and doing some quick flips and stuff like that. But I think five to $10,000 is a good starting point. You're going to need, you know, a little bit of resource for direct mail and simple office stuff, you know, uh, recording fees for deeds and blah, blah, blah. So you're going to need some money, but you could technically start with zero, but five to 10,000 is is a good spot for any beginner, in my opinion, even those who have huge bank roles. Like, you know, if you're a millionaire, I don't recommend you go out and buy a million dollar piece of land right away. Start small, figure out what the heck you're doing, and then you can scale up from there. How much
0: time is needed in terms of to actually run your business? How much time are you putting into it? And since we're on the topic of time, how much time did it take you to launch your business, to really get your business going from the very onset, even before you purchased your first property?
1: A good rule of thumb for this business, again, it's real estate. So the more effort and more time you put into this, the more you're going to make, the more deals you're going to do, obviously. There's plenty of people out there spending 10 hours a week on this business, and they're doing a dozen deals a year. And that's perfect for somebody who has a full-time job. They might have a family. They got another business going on. They just want a little bit of passive income or revenue from land. And so you know, 10 hours a week is more than reasonable to start now. I wouldn't say that I am a good case study for a minimal work and 10 hour work week. When I was starting off, I was spending, you know, probably 30, 40 hours a week on top of my day job and kind of intermingling time in between. I remember being probably shouldn't be sharing this, but you know, I was in my office for my engineering job, but I was looking at land stuff. I was looking at deals, you know, I was studying the markets, et cetera. So you know, typical moonlighting or side hustling 30, 40 hours a week is what I feel like I put in, which allowed me to obviously grow and accelerate my business a lot faster. And it's not really a normal case study. My first year I was able to put on, I was looking at the numbers other day, 13,000 per month in passive income is what I added my first year. And my total revenue for land my first year was over 200,000, about 250,000. That was me being blessed for having that of having that capital to roll into the business, but also kind of like a psycho work ethic on top of my day job, which is not practical for everybody. But if you can put five to 10 hours a week into this business, you will do deals. I can guarantee it. And you're going to make an extra five figures, whether it's 50 or $100,000 a year on top of your day job, which is great for a lot of people. You know, that's Mm -hmm. really moves the needle. If you have a family or you have car payments, you have house payments, you have stuff going on. I mean, who doesn't want an extra $50,000 in their pocket you know uh so have you so ever bought you a said, piece of land by, said, by the way i don't know 13 13 thousand uh,
0: per month your first yes, year sir. and this was some 30 to 40 hours a week yes uh, and by the end of the year you were di- uh, adding about thirteen thousand cash flow per month that's right and what what was the how many deals did you do that year
1: i would say it was 50 to 60 50 to 60 okay yep
0: and were th- was that all over the country? Was that uh, in, uh, mostly in Texas, in West Texas area? or
1: the, the bulk of it came from two areas. Nowadays, I work mostly in Texas. My students are all over the country, Virginia, Michigan, Florida, Colorado. But back when I was starting off, it was 80% Texas and 20% Arizona. Some of my best first deals were in Northern Arizona in a county called Mojave County, Arizona. And if you were to pull up the county GIS map of some of the land in northern Arizona, it's pretty crazy. You're going to see thousands of one acre lots. I don't know who did it, who subdivided all that land. But if any reviewers are curious, go to Mojave County GIS map, pull that up and start looking around Kingman, Arizona, Dolan Springs, all that area. And that's a pretty much a land flipper haven. And you got a lot of people all over the country, in particular, Las Vegas, who want to own just an acre of land in the desert for whatever reason. They want it for doomsday. They want it just to say they have it. They want to own a piece of land. And you can go out there and buy and sell land for 1000 thousand five thousand ten thousand $5,000, 10000 and turn around and double your money. And so some of my first deals were actually in Mojave County, Arizona. I remember buying a package of six lots in Golden Valley, which is just southwest of Kingman. And the deal, I was like so intimidated. It was like a $12,000 deal for these six lots. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can afford this. It's a little scary. And so I ended up buying it and ended up selling all those lots in two to three months to investors out of las vegas and doubled my money or more on every single lot and crazy enough nowadays it's still the same thing i know i got a great deal i know i'm gonna make money i know there's gonna be happy end buyers but i still get nervous is this land gonna sell are people gonna use it all the fears that people listening to this would have doing their first deal i actually after you know six plus years of experience and hundreds of deals like i still get i feel like those butterflies in my stomach, and you know, we we teach how to do your research, make sure it's going to be a good deal, uh, you're getting it at a good price, the whole nine yards. But at the end of the day, you don't really know until the land sells. And I found every single time the land sells, I make money. I've only lost money on I think two deals, and it wasn't because I bought the land at a bad price. It was for other reasons. And so I still get those fears, funny enough. And so to answer your question, I've worked in multiple different states, but mostly Texas. I love Texas.
0: Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. What do you like about Texas?
1: The economy, the weather, it's very favorable to landlords, although I wouldn't consider myself a landlord, but you know, same. Same type of deal. If I have a piece of land where someone stops paying me, it's very easy to take it back. I'm actually foreclosing two people right now. I have the notices ready to go in the mail today. So I send them notices. There's certain time periods and notices I have to give them. And then the first Tuesday of every month at the courthouse steps, you walk up there, you read off a foreclosure script, and you take your land back. So Texas makes it very easy. It's very friendly for um, operators such as myself. And the economy is good. People love Texas land. It's just a thing. Like if you're in New York, if you're in Michigan, if you're in Oregon, it's just something about Texas where all of those folks are like, I want to own a piece of Texas. It's just one of those spots. And I don't think that's ever going to go away
0: you've done very well here. So how did you, how do you uh, scale the business? How did you start from one property in Gunsight ranch yep. uh, in East Texas and uh, scale the business to where you have it today?
1: Yeah. So the best way to scale land business, in my opinion, is to subdivide. So I got into uh, subdividing land and t- buying bigger parcels in bulk, which offers a discount, you know, pretty much anytime you buy something in bulk, you get it for less. So in this case, a lower cost per acre, and I'm able to subdivide it down and create that value by creating smaller pieces and drive the price up. So I think any beginner is going to sort of start like this. They're going to do small deals, do a few flips, maybe owner finance them off, get some monthly cash flow coming in, and then they're going to progressively graduate to doing bigger deals and then eventually subdividing. So they're going to start small, then they're going to do a little bit bigger deals, bigger deals, and then it's going to come time where they need to subdivide land to really create a value add on it there is plenty of people doing high volume businesses where you know they buy for five thousand sell it for 10 and they do hundred or 200 of those deals per year but what I invite you know anyone to consider is you can do 200 deals like that or you can do one subdivision where you go out and you buy it for five hundred thousand dollars call it 500 acres for five hundred thousand dollars thousand dollars per acre you break it into 50 10 acre lots and now your land is worth three or four thousand dollars per acre 1.5 to two million dollars. So in one deal, you quickly begin to make way more. It's a lot simpler, streamlined, as opposed to doing hundreds and hundreds of small deals. And so that's what I've really been able to do. I've done a couple dozen uh, subdivisions now of of varying different sizes. The biggest one being a $1.5 million deal in Texas that was worth about $5 million and so, you know, a lot of these subdivisions you're talking at scale, really adding value. And at the same time, it's more complex. I wouldn't recommend it for a beginner. You really need to know uh, what you're doing. And that's my favorite strategy right now. I think there's a huge market for just, I like to stay outside of city limits. So, like just close enough to the city, call it 30 minutes to an hour, but outside of city limits where the counties, the regulations become really simple, and a lot of times you're able to do pretty much what you need to break it down without doing any crazy rezoning or entitling or anything like that. In developing these subdivisions, how uh, detailed do you get in that? I mean, obviously you do
0: the survey to break them down into smaller lots. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, survey in roads and electrical and perhaps gas? Do you do do, you do any
1: of that, or is it just the basic breaking down into lots? It's a great question. And really how I like to break it out is there's two types of subdivisions. One is a minor subdivision and one is a major subdivision. When you're talking about a minor subdivision, that's usually just running a surveyor out there and he's going to break it out into 10 plus acre lots. And a lot of cases, sometimes you can go smaller. All he's doing is marking off the corners and creating a plat map for each lot. And I like to do a plat index that shows the whole breakdown. And you don't have to go through any county approvals. Basically, what you're utilizing is county exemptions and rules that allow you not to go through a platting process. That's a minor subdivision. You can make a lot of money doing that. Oftentimes, it has great road access along road front. You apply road access to every lot, survey it off, and you're ready to sell it pretty much next day. Now, major subdivide is everything that you touched on. If you're inside the city limits, you're talking, you know, probably having to run sewer, power, water lines, etc. If you step outside of city limits with a major subdivision, it becomes simpler, but it's not as simple as a minor subdivision. So we're talking about surveying, going through a planning process with the county, probably having to build a road. I've done projects where I've had to build five miles of dirt road, run power. Oftentimes you're dealing with rural county lo- or county water lines. So you're dealing with like a, a water municipality and making sure that they can provide water to your lots and meters. The county's going to want to see that in writing. So it's usually a pretty simple process. Survey off, build the road, run the water, run the power. And then that's pretty much it. I don't do any ground up infrastructure outside of building a road or making sure the water lines there. I leave that all up to my customers. So if they want to buy it, platted and approved as is, they can put a mobile home on it. They can do a site built home, a barn dominium, put livestock on it, whatever they want to do, or perhaps a developer is interested in it for homes or a land home package with a mobile home. There's a lot of different options when you go that route. But at the end of the day, I keep it as simple and minimal as possible. I don't drill water wells or do anything like that or put in septics for my customers. I leave that all up to them. It's mainly for economic purposes. I'm a big numbers guy, a big IRR and yield guy. So I want my yield, my IRR to be as high as possible. And it's been my experience when I start doing improvements and drilling wells for people, I just don't really see that added value on the back end. So I'd rather leave that all up to my customers. Plus some customers don't want a water well, you know, they just want a piece of land where they can store stuff on or whatever. So why would they drill a well, you know, so everyone's different.
0: Well, interesting different ways to to look at that. Of course, I guess one big question is certainly for individuals who are starting to think about investing in land. How do you find the land? How do you determine really how you want to get started in it? And what kind of land are you going to get? And and once Mm -hmm. you decide that, where are you going to find that?
1: I think you can do this business anywhere. And so what I kind of recommend people do when they get interested in this business is to just hop on your Lands of America or Landwatch or even Zillow, which are kind of the main places, mainly Lands of America is the main website for land. And just kind of start looking at what's selling and going on near you, whatever state you're in, in a few hour radius around you. Hop online and see what is selling and for how much and what's really going on out there. And you're going to be surprised that there's a lot of land for sale and a lot of land being bought. I think the demand for land is the highest it's ever been. We have pandemics, political unrest, economy issues, and there's always something going on. People want to own a piece of land. They want to be outside of the city. They want to have freedom and, quote unquote, the American dream, whatever they want it for. And so hop on Lands of America or Zillow and see what's going on near you. Now, you can find deals on there. I found plenty of deals online. A lot of my big subdivisions now, I actually find on the MLS because the land is higher priced, larger parcels, takes a very specific buyer who's interested in purchasing that big chunk of land. A lot of times it's a developer or a subdivider like myself. So I do find a lot of those subdivisions online, probably 70%. The other 30% I find through direct mail. That's how you're going to find a lot of your smaller pieces to start either direct mail or SMS texting straight to the landowners. It's obviously you're going to find the best deals that way, the off market deals. So really what a beginner needs to do is get in, see what's going on near them. And then they need to start taking some action and contacting landowners directly, offering to buy their land at depending on the price, depending on the piece, anywhere from 30 cents to 70 cents on the dollar. And they're going to find deals like that. The hardest part of this business, in my opinion, is doing your first deal. Once you get over that hurdle... I think it's really all downhill from there. You're going to learn all the processes. You're going to prove to yourself that this really is possible. So it's all about taking action and finding that first deal, whether it's through direct mail, straight to landowner, or you find a smoking deal online, which you can do. It's harder to do on the smaller pieces, easier to do on the bigger pieces to find them online, but it is possible. Well, John, tell our viewers and listeners what you offer in terms of your educational
0: programs and how can they get in touch with you to take advantage of that?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm on social media, pretty much every social media at John Jazniak. you'll find me. I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I try to put out a lot of entertaining uh, land content that's educational, but entertaining at the same time. I do mentor. I do have a course. I have private coaching where we have, you know, dozens of students in there doing deals, some of them doing big subdivides like myself, multi-million dollar deals. And we have a lot of beginners in there as well doing their first flips. I can and do teach it all and able to help with everything, whether you want a wholesale subdivide, do your first flip, first deal, uh, whatever it is. So my email is john at as well. Send me any deal you have. You want me to look over it. I answer all that stuff. I'll look at your deal for free and give you feedback. I, that's one thing about me. It's kind of weird. I just love looking at deals like <laughs> someone can send me a deal and it's just, I don't know, it's like an art form for me. I love looking at it, giving advice, you know, yes, no, good price, bad price, do it this way, whatever. So Would love to help anyone who wants to reach out and need some help. So, John, what advice do you have
0: for anyone who is just starting out in land business?
1: Yeah. So as I touched on the first deal, the first deal is the hardest. You got to take action and start moving towards your first deal. As a beginner, you're going to jump in, devour all the free resources. There's a lot of good stuff, whether it's mine or other people in this space who have good podcasts, YouTube etc consume all that stuff and then you're going to want to move towards more in-depth education if you can get yourself in a private community a private group for land with a mentor it's going to accelerate your growth so much more they can hold your hand walk you through this business and get you through that first deal because that is the hardest part of this business in my opinion is doing that first deal if you've got a good mentor or a good group supporting you then i think the sky's the limit and you're going to plow through that first deal a lot quicker And be on your way to doing, hopefully, uh, many more. John, do you have any suggestions
0: for developing a direct mailing list and your SMS text list?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Well, we use, uh, there's really two ways to do it. You can go through a third party like DataTree or Priced or someone who has data and you can buy it for, call it five to ten cents per record and you're going to target a county that interests you because all the records in real estate are kept at the county level. So you're going to go download a list and then send out direct mail. If you're really a hustler and want to do it for free, you can put the list together for free. Go to one of those county GIS maps that I mentioned, like Mojave County, and it's going to be linked up to the county tax system. And so you can literally start clicking on parcels and start manually scrubbing data for landowners and reach out to them directly you can build a list of their name address the lot that they own the legal description and then you're going to find you're going to skip trace and find their phone number or you're going to send them a piece of direct mail you can use a mailing provider like rocket mail or some of the others or you can actually hand stuff envelopes which we do sometimes on these mail campaigns for these large subdivisions so If you put in sweat equity and the hard work, you can technically do it for free manually scraping and stuffing envelopes. I guess you have to pay for the envelopes and the stamps, or you can go, you know, the mass data pull route, buy some data from a data tree, the first American title product and uh, use a mail merge service and send out a bulk load of direct mail. So it's kind of the gambit of free to paid service up to the user, I guess.
0: Well, John, it's been wonderful having you uh, very informative Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, Alan. Enlightened investors, don't go yet.
0: I have just a couple of quick requests. You know the drill, like, share, and subscribe. But we also need your help to build our audience. So please go to your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll be most grateful. Until next time, prosper and live abundantly. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments.